Welcome back. I'm Emily at Emily's Podcast, Tribute to All Little Angels. I'm here bringing you another episode of Refresh Our Memories. I did receive a message after the first episode that said, this is the part of the story to fill in the beeps. And I'm glad she mentioned that. And after thinking about it, yes, I can agree I'm filling in the beeps. The information that was beeped out in the podcast is now put in Refresh Our Memories. So here we go. Part 1, Episode 2. June 5, 2019, a woman from the health department called to tell me we cannot dig without a death or a birth certificate. And remember, Neither one is on file. She was to call me back after she checked to make sure the information was correct because we were told by a funeral home we still could or to get a court order. June 17, 2019, it is confirmed. We cannot dig without a certificate of death or birth. And she didn't call me back. I called her. I called my attorney to let him know. The attorney said he will work on the paperwork to file a court order. And to think, at the beginning of all this, we wanted her headstone, Megan's headstone, moved back. All of the headstones moved back. And now, here we are court ordering to dig up her headstone. In the meantime, I'm still going to the cemetery and taking lots of pictures. August 23, 2019, as I arrive at the cemetery, I pull up to Babyland 6 West and I started taking pictures. I noticed they are staking the cemetery to fix the drain system after all these years. I messaged my attorney because when we notarized the papers to go to court and filed to have Megan exhumed, we notarized a form of an emergency injunction in case they dug in the cemetery before we dug for Megan. There was no reply back from my attorney, and I felt I was being ignored. But six days later, August 29, 2019, my attorney called to tell me we have a court date on October 17, 2019. I asked him then, did you receive my message about them staking the cemetery? Matt, my attorney, said, yes, I did, but they'd be stupid to pull something. He didn't file the paper. The court date is on October 17, 2019 at 9 a.m. Then on September 6, 2019, the ad in the Oklahoma Journal to advertise Megan's court date went out. Also, within these two weeks of not hearing anything, I'm still taking pictures and visiting the cemetery every day either in the morning or the afternoons, and especially in the evenings after they were done working for the day. 
September 19, 2019. When I visit the cemetery today, there was a dump truck and a digger shovel in the mid-southwest area of the cemetery. On October 2nd, 2019, there is a stake in the ground west of the existing tree, and it looks as if they are setting in a headstone west of Megan's resting spot. The name on the headstone I will not mention, but the year on the headstone is 1992, seven years before we laid Megan to rest. On October 11, 2019, they start the dig in Megan's area, Babyland 6 West. I messaged the attorney and I didn't hear anything back from him. In fact, on this day, I sat at the cemetery all day. I took pictures of them working, city trucks pulling in and around on the streets of the cemetery. My friend had come to visit. He wanted to know if I needed anything. I told him no at that time. My daughter Nicole was coming to sit with me. And my friend sat with me for a while. And shortly after he left, my daughter pulled into the cemetery. And she brought me a drink. At lunchtime, when the workers left for lunch, I left. I drove home and cleaned myself up and drove back to the cemetery. There was a truck already there, then me, then a red Chevy pulled in. And yes, I did take pictures. I sat watching until it was time to pick up Madison from school. But at that time, the workers were wrapping things up for the day. I left the cemetery and after I picked Madison up, we went back to the cemetery together. That's what gave me the idea to go to the cemetery at the end of each day, but I still would visit during work hours. October 15, 2019, there is a big drain set in on the north corner of Megan's area, Babyland 6 West. October 17, 2019, just two days later, we went to court and we were granted permission to dig Megan's headstone up. After court, I went out to the cemetery and as I pulled in, there is a barricade gate type thing to stop oncoming traffic because of the work. I stopped the car and got out and walked up to Megan's area. Then I started running emotionally. I stood in the center of Babyland 6 West, not where she was laid to rest and not where her headstone was washed away to. I just stopped suddenly and stood there, talking to Megan, talking to the other angels, the loved ones. As I stood there, I felt something odd come over me and it wasn't an easy feeling. I didn't think too much into it I just believed it was a feeling of being overwhelmed and exhausted. On the way back to the car, I stopped and picked up my shoes that I had ran out of while running. There were men working in the cemetery on the east side in the south area, and I did take pictures. October 22, 2019, 
The forms were sent to Vital Statistics. So now we wait. And I'm still not hearing too much from the attorney. And I took it as, if he's not hearing anything, I'm not hearing anything either. And there were a lot of stalling and ignoring from all of them. October 31st, 2019, the small drain was set in in Megan's area, east of Megan's Babyland 6 West area, where she was laid to rest and the existing tree. November 9th, 2019, the new headstone was set in. And like I said, I will not mention the name on the headstone, but the year of date is 1992. November 11, 2019, on this day when I went to visit the cemetery, to me it looked odd for how much of a circle of dirt around a headstone that was just set in. When I got out of the car and I walked over to the headstone, I took pictures. And even the headstone setting there didn't look like it was set in dirt. It looked like it was laying on top of the dirt. It looked odd. November 16, 2019. While it seems to be that they are done with the streets and the drains at the cemetery. I had even mentioned to a couple people close to me, close to this case, I bet now that they are done, I will be hearing something from the attorney. And two days later, November 18, 2019, the attorney called me saying he talked with Randy, the city attorney, and he wants this done. Well, <laughs> I'm sure he does, but we also wanted it done because it did not have to come to this. They said they cut down a tree and there was no tree there in that area to cut down. That's when this investigative mode started. And I knew it wouldn't be easy, especially when they weren't being honest. It was a big runaround for the first year. And also us giving them the benefit of the doubt of we knew it would take time to fix the headstones and place them back to where they belong. But we didn't get any cooperation. There is also on this day, sod laid on the ground in the cemetery. November 19, 2019. Well, the funeral home called. Nancy had papers for Nicole and I to sign to be able to dispose of the remains. Nancy said she would call the city of Moore to see when they would set the date to dig the headstone. She also said they are pushing for Tuesday, November 26, 2019. November 20th, 2019, Nancy from the funeral home called to confirm the date, November 26, 2019. The next day, November 21st, 2019, I went to the cemetery as soon as I dropped Madison off at school. I was there by 9.20 a.m. This had become my daily routine for months. I'd either go in the morning to the cemetery to check things out and to take pictures, then I would also go in the evenings 
always after their day work was done to take pictures whether I went in the morning or afternoon on those days I always went in the evening hours like I said in fact in this time period of going to the cemetery every day two three times a day at times I only missed two days of not going and that was on November 7th and 8th of 2019 and on the 9th when I visit the, the cemetery the new headstone dated 1992 was set in on this day also there were men working on the east west street corner east of the existing tree in Megan's resting spot so now there is a new headstone set in west of Megan's resting spot in the existing tree and a small drain is set in east of the existing tree and Megan's resting spot and of course I took pictures this is the morning there was a piece of equipment there and a long pole laying in the grass laying north and south and a dirt trail laying east and west and it does show in pictures on November 24 2019 the cement was poured for the east west street corner and now for the day the nightmare started I mean the path up to this day was horrific and emotional but on this day, November 26, 2019, at 12.31 p.m., Madison and I arrived at the cemetery. The digger and the attorney were already there. The grass and dirt were cut out around the headstone, Megan's headstone. My attorney introduced us to the digger, and then the digger took the map of the area I had on hand he walked the area and my attorney looked at me and asked me, how are you going to feel when you're wrong today? I looked at him and said, I wish I was, but I know 100% I'm not. I know where we buried Megan. He just looked at me. The digger started the dig. A few others had arrived. The groundsman Mark was there. A lady from the city was there and the funeral director. The digger, myself, Madison, and my attorney and the funeral director was the only ones there at this time. The digger started the dig with the mechanic digger, then climbed down to dig with a small shovel. And about 2.4 feet deep, they found a casket. As we could see the top of the casket, Madison said, it's open and there was water seeping out madison's comment is heard on the video the digger put his knee on top of the lid of the casket to i guess it shows in pictures and on the video to close it back he continued to lift it out of the ground this is when three young men showed up to help the digger one of the young men helped him set the casket to the west side of the hole. The casket was opened. The digger just lifted the lid up and it was full of water. Not muddy, mucky water after 20 years of being buried in a combo vault casket 
It had water in it as if someone stepped into it to wash off their dirty feet. Madison started feeling sick and ran over to her car. The digger and the worker carried the casket over behind the tractor and dumped the water out onto the ground. This is what is horrific to me. Megan was poured out onto the ground. If it really was Megan. But my beliefs when I saw the casket come out of the ground, I thought that's not Megan's casket. I got a nervous sick feeling in my stomach and I was concerned for Madison and I went over to the car and asked Madison if she was all right. She said, yeah, and I walked over to where they were standing around the casket. This is when the funeral director bent over and pulled the Bible out of the casket. It was upside down. He turned it over and yes, Megan's name was engraved on it with a crocheted blanket and the liner hanging in the casket. I took pictures. Those items were the only items visible. But where are the other items we buried with Megan? The only two items found in the casket was the two items I told my attorney was in that casket to identify Megan for this purpose. On the day of Megan's funeral, she was laying to rest in a casket bolt combo. She was wrapped in a white with a silk rim blanket and underneath she was wearing a white dress that was way too big on her. But the lady who dressed her told us she had to cut it and tuck it under her and the bottoms to the dress was just way too big. And I still have the bottoms in a Ziploc bag in Megan's keepsakes and pictures of what Megan's dress looked like and her laying in her casket. There was also a yellow bunny because she was born and passed on Easter Sunday morning and laying on top was her crocheted blanket. As they finished up, they knocked the concrete off and around the headstone and dropped the concrete into the hole and started covering up the hole. They carried the casket to the funeral director's car and the headstone to my car. This was the last time I saw Megan's Bible. After we got in our cars to leave, my attorney and I pulled up face to face in our cars. And I said to him, it's not over. He had tears in his eyes and I felt something just wasn't right. And later this afternoon, after we returned home, my attorney called to see how I was doing along with others wondering about the afternoon. I told my attorney, something doesn't add up. I believe they pulled something shysty. He told me, Emily, follow your gut. Then in his next breath, he said, I can get you some money for, and my mind went blank. And when my thoughts came back, I heard him say, Take a few days and call me. We hung up. I was so damn distraught. 5.36 p.m. this evening, 
Madison asked to go back to the cemetery at least to pick up the dirt clumps they poured the water on from the casket. So we did. As I pulled up, I took pictures. This is when I noticed the dark lines, one on each side of where we just dug Megan's headstone. When we went home, I started viewing the pictures and the video of the day and other pictures from in the past. The pictures didn't make any sense from previous pictures taken in earlier years. I looked at the video and the pictures and I compared to when the dark lines appeared. On November 6, 2019, there are no dark lines. On November 11, 2019, there are no dark lines. On November 21st, there are no dark lines. But on November 22nd, 2019, there are dark lines. Four days before we were to dig Megan up. The four days ago was November 21st, 2019, the same day the men were there working, widening the street corner of the East and West Street in Megan's area at 9.20 a.m. On November 26, 2019, the day we dug the headstone, and then that evening at 10.46 p.m., yes, I did admit it was quite late, but after viewing the video and the pictures that night, I did email the attorney to stop the cremation because something was not right. At 10.52 p.m., I emailed Nancy at the funeral home to tell her to stop the cremation because something was not right. And I do have the emails. November 27, 2019, at 9.29 a.m., I called and I talked to a woman at the funeral home. Nancy wasn't in yet, and she didn't call me back. At 9.07 a.m., my attorney, Matt, called, screaming mad at me. He wanted me to come into the office to look at Google Earth. Google Earth, which we had done twice in the past to figure out when the second tree, the north tree, was cut out. Thanksgiving was the next day. He had a call and had to hang up from me because Nancy from the funeral home was calling him. And I found that odd. Because throughout this, Nancy at the funeral home did not know about the attorney, but the attorney knew about the funeral home. So why would Nancy be calling my attorney? That's when it went into investigative mode and I knew something was not right. Thank you for listening and stay kind with your words.